The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Good Monday morning. Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here's your Monday morning headlines. Early voting ends tomorrow. And so far, almost 24,000 people have cast their votes in Travis County. That's a little over 3% of registered voters. Election day is on May 6th. And Governor Abbott is going to be in Round Rock this morning. He's hosting a governor's prayer breakfast at Kalahari Resort. It starts at 6.30 this morning. New pay stations around Zilker Park will be activated today. The lots on Stratford Road, north of the Botanical Gardens, and AZ Morton Road, south of Barton Springs, will have pay stations. However, you only need to pay on weekends, holidays, and on special events. Good morning. We're starting off the week with warm temperatures that are only expected to go up. I'm Erica Brennis. And I'm Dylan McKim. Meteorologist Kristen Curry is joining us. And Kristen, what can we expect going into this week? It will be warm, yes, but it's going to be really nice. Yes. Really, yeah. really nice. So let me start you off with a live look outside. We are beginning our brand new week, our brand new month of May with clear skies out there. This is the view from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in southeast Austin. Radar is not going to Show me anything today. You can leave the rain gear at home. Not a drop expected to be falling out of our skies. Temperatures, though, in the 50s and 60s. Did you notice the heat yesterday? I'm sure you did. It was it was pretty toasty. Technically speaking, we'll be a couple of degrees cooler, but we're still warmer than average to start, and we will be warmer than average to finish. So we're talking t-shirts and tank tops today, parents. If you're helping get the kids ready for school, we'll start in those low 60s through the 8, 9 a.m. hour. Eventually, we'll climb towards about 86 degrees, 4 or 5 o'clock this afternoon, underneath that mainly sunny sky. What are we looking at in your headlines? Well, really, it'll be a nice kind of stretch of days all the way through midweek. We've got nothing but sunshine, temperatures nice and comfortable in the 80s. Rain chances start on Thursday, and unfortunately, it being that time of year, still in severe weather season, there's likely going to be a severe risk to these storms later on into the work week, which we'll talk about. And the hotter conditions, despite the fact that our rain chances are going up, our temperatures are also going up to a toasty first weekend of May is looking pretty likely here in Central Texas. So we're going to talk numbers, rain chances, everything you need to know uh, as we get into the new work week coming up in your first morning forecast. Okay, thank you very much, Kristen. And a big story this morning, there's an $80,000 reward available right now for a Texas man accused of murdering five people, including a child. Authorities say he's dangerous and he could be anywhere. The governor, the FBI, and Crime Stoppers are looking for Francisco Oropesa. He is accused of killing people who lived next door to him in San Jacinto County, north of Houston. This is a photo of him. He has a tattoo on his left forearm. Police say he was shooting a gun outside while drunk Friday night. A neighbor asked him to stop. Police say after that, he burst into their home with an AR-15 rifle and opened fire. This morning on the Today Show, we will have the latest from authorities as they're in an all-out manhunt for the suspect. NBC's Priscilla Thompson is outside the FBI field office. Good morning. We are live on the ground here in Cleveland, Texas, as the manhunt for the suspect accused of killing five people, including an eight-year-old child, intensifies. There are more than 250 law enforcement officials combing this area for any signs of the suspect, hoping for a break in this case. We'll have the latest coming up on today. 
The community in Cleveland remembering the victims. They held a vigil yesterday at the Northside Elementary Campus parking lot. According to Cleveland ISD, the child that died went to that school. El Paso is now in a state of emergency. It started this morning at midnight. The mayor declared it to deal with an expected influx of migrants when Title 42 health restrictions expire in less than two weeks. The city will have public shelters and public housing to temporarily house those migrants. The state of emergency will last for seven days. Then it will go to the city council for a possible extension. How President Biden is handling concerns about his age as he ramps up to run for a second term. And the long-standing tradition aimed at forging strong relationships within the legislature and is especially aimed at new members. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good Monday morning. It is 4.42, May 1st. You're looking live from high above the Austonian at the Austin skyline. More fires are happening in people's homes across the country. Home fires have gone up 42% in the past three years. That's based on EMS and fire data from ESO, an Austin-based data management system. The report says when more people started working from home, more fires started happening in the middle of the day. People in one Austin neighborhood say they've seen an increase locally with three house fires in the past nine months. Fortunate that that family got out alive. So um, it hit me pretty hard because they were our you know, close neighbors. It prompted this neighborhood to call on the Austin Fire Department to have an informational meeting with the community on ways to prevent fires. For information on how you can hold one in your neighborhood, visit our website, kxan.com. Okay, take a look at your screen. Does that set look familiar? Coming up later on the Today Show, NBC News got an exclusive look at some amazing pieces of TV history that are about to be up for sale at a live auction. Thanks to collector James Commissar, you can now actually buy the entire sets from some of, the, uh, some of America's most iconic shows. Tune in this morning on Today for the look inside this Heritage Auctions collections in Dallas to see how you might be able to bid on a precious piece of TV history that's still around today. Wow. Oh my gosh. This, if you're a super so fan, fun. this is your opportunity. Yeah, you know? I love that. To it, have one of Al Bundy's chairs. <laughs> yeah. Why not, right? Catch it's me right a there all day. piece yeah. in your living room, for sure. Let me show you what's going on with your Monday forecast. Hopefully you enjoyed the weekend. Had some 70s and 80s Saturday. And boy, we turned up the heat yesterday with forecast highs uh, in the 90s. And that's exactly where we were. Topped out at, at 91. At Camp Mabry Airport wasn't too far behind. Technically speaking, today will be a little cooler, but it's still going to be very warm. I mean, we're talking above average temperatures almost every day this week. Clouds and radar not showing me anything too exciting. We've got high pressure to our west. It's going to slide on top of us today. Live look outside. Clear conditions up in northwest Austin, or really north Austin. This is the view of Q2 from our Indeed domain camera. Everything nice and quiet. Pretty uh, stable atmosphere on top of us right now. We're not going to see anything too exciting, but 
that also means really nice weather. 62 degrees as you're starting the day. We'll go from the 60s to the 70s by lunch, upper 70s at that around noontime. And your forecast high here in Austin, 86 degrees. Here's where I expect everybody else to be as we get into the afternoon. It's going to be widespread, low to mid 80s across central Texas. Make sure you squeeze in some outside time today, making sure we've got the sunscreen on too. But today's going to be one of the nicest days in the seven day forecast because our humidity, it's going to start to creep up a little bit on us. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of it. Once we hit tomorrow and Wednesday, you can see getting into the muggy to humid category. And then later into the week, we've got humid to almost very humid conditions here in central Texas, courtesy of some southeasterly winds that are going to kick in over the area and they're going to be with us almost daily here. The thing about it though is we'll probably start to uh, use some of that moisture coming in to fuel some storms and showers. This is what our Thursday looks like. We'll go with some scattered storms and showers with maybe even the potential for severe weather. It's a little too far out to nail down details, but we're starting to see some of the uh, ingredients come together when it comes to instability to potentially give us some rowdy thunderstorms Thursday. I still have rain in the area Friday morning, Saturday, looking at scattered showers and storms, and this continues even on Sunday. So between Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we've got the potential to squeeze out anywhere from about a quarter of an inch to an inch of rainfall. But again, this doesn't kick in until the later half of the week. So all the more reason to get outside and enjoy this nice weather that we are going to see as we get into the first few days of May. Let's put it together. Seven day forecast 86 this afternoon underneath that mostly sunny sky. Tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised if we woke up to some fog just because we've got some of those southeasterly winds kicking in as early as the later part of today. So with more moisture, everything kind of calm tomorrow, maybe some fog to watch for Tuesday and even Wednesday morning. Your temperatures will be in those low to mid 80s Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. But notice later in the week, our rain chances do come up in a big way. 40 to 50% chance of storms and showers Thursday, Friday, but it doesn't hurt the warm up. We get right back into the 90s Friday afternoon. We'll stay there this afternoon coming weekend. No day really looking like a washout. However, we have the opportunity to be tracking some rain and thunderstorms in our area Thursday through Sunday. Overnight lows real nice. 60s and 70s for the next six to seven mornings. All right, thanks so much, Kristen. The Federal Aviation Administration is trying to figure out what led to a skydiving accident near San Marcos. According to a spokesperson for Skydive Spaceland, a skydiving center in Caldwell County. A 31-year-old licensed, experienced skydiver died Friday while they were skydiving over Fentress, Texas, about 20 minutes outside of San Marcos. The spokesperson says the skydiver was wearing their own gear when it appears the primary parachute malfunctioned. According to the company, the person who has not been identified yet did not survive the landing despite the use of the backup parachute. The FAA is investigating the packing of the two parachutes. Now going in depth, according to the United States Parachute Association, skydiving deaths are rare. The organization says in 2021, of an estimated more than three and a half million jumps, there were 10 fatalities. In 2020, 11 people died out of the nearly three million jumps that year. More teen girls are at risk of suicide. The Centers for Disease Control released its Youth Risk Behavior Survey on Friday. It found that 30% of girls in grades 9 through 12 considered suicide in 2021, up from 24% in 2019. There was also an increase in girls who attempted suicide. Researchers say the data demonstrates the effect 
COVID-19 and the pandemic had on social isolation and anxiety. Suicide is the third leading cause of death in high schoolers. If you or someone you know needs help, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 988. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. Texas baseball had an opportunity to nab a series win over TCU on Sunday. Beautiful day out in Fort Worth. DJ Berg getting the start for Texas. 1-0 TCU in the bottom of the second. Elijah Nunez up at the plate for TCU. He hits it to right center. That scores a run to put the Horn Frogs up. 2-0. To Top of the third. Now two on for Peyton Powell. And he hits it. Crazy hop. And it goes deep into the right field corner. That scores Jack O'Dowd. They hold Jared Thomas up at third. He would score later to tie the game up at two, though. Top of the eighth, still tied at two. Powell again delivers. This one rolls to the outfield, and Jack O'Dowd once again comes home to give Texas the lead this time. Three to two, bottom of the ninth. David Shaw on the mound, one on for Kevin Byrne, who gets a critical base hit for TCU. And they hold the runner up at third, though. Dylan Campbell right on the case there with the throw home. And Logan Maxwell now up at the plate for TCU. He pops it up to left field. Porter Brown makes the catch, and then he throws it home. They send the runner to third. Garrett Gilmet with the tag. And with that, Texas wins it after getting that big out right there. Porter Brown, the TCU transfer, making the big play against his former team. Uh, yeah, big fever dream. Got a little nostalgia coming here on uh, on Thursday when we came up for practice, but you know, it's a, I'm living a dream, playing playing the game every day. So it's, it's a great feeling too. You know, it's great to win a series. It's important to get that series win today, and you know, I just want to win, especially against TCU, my former team. So it means a lot to me. I mean, you win the first two, now you have an opportunity for sweep. But I mean, I'm just so proud of the way our guys have bounced back. They played so hard uh, and played clean. I mean, both games have been right. We executed defensively, we executed in a short game, and then we pitched outstanding, and I'm so proud of those pitchers right now. They've been taking some bullets, and uh, for them to go out and attack the zone the way they did, and LBJ was just the guy that we keep looking for, and that guy was so good today. So proud of him, proud of our team. Texas goes for the sweep of TCU today at 1 o'clock. And one other note in hockey, the Texas Stars in the AHL playoffs won game two of their Central Division semifinal series with the Rockford Icehawks. So they are up 2-0 in that series. Game three will be in Cedar Park on Wednesday night. That's it for sports. Let's go back over to you. We have some troubling news when it comes to heat-related pet deaths here in Texas. Joining me today to talk about that from veterinarians.org is Lily Velez. Lily, let's start with this study um, that you guys were a part of when it comes to Texas and, and how we rank according to other states when it comes to uh, heat-related pet deaths. Yeah, so what we did basically is collected a compilation of news and police reports that had occurred across the nation over a five-year period, and we analyzed heat-related pet deaths that were specifically the result of neglect or abandonment or abuse. Unfortunately, what we found is that Texas topped this ranking with 40 pet deaths over the span of this period, which was actually six times the national average when we take into account what's happening across the country. And is there any standout reasons as to why Texas came in on top? Three things that we saw. So first of all, of course, 
animals being confined in a vehicle. A lot of times you're seeing people actually leaving the air conditioning on, but unfortunately it just so happened on those days, the air conditioned malfunction. But we're also seeing cases where people left animals in a backyard, thinking that it was perfectly fine as long as they're outside, they're exposed to the air. But unfortunately in extreme heat conditions, especially when we're talking about days when it's over 90 degrees, that temperature in the air can rise rapidly. If the dog doesn't have ample shade, it doesn't have ample water, that's a dangerous condition for the animal to be in. And finally, what we're also seeing is dogs are being walked during certain times of day. So a lot of people, you know, we don't take into account the temperature of the pavement because we're wearing sneakers, we're wearing socks, so our own feet are protected. But unfortunately, on you know a 90 degree day, the temperature of the pavement can easily reach over 130 degrees that's hot enough to burn a dog's paws. So what we try to tell people is, if, you, if you're not sure if it's safe for your dog to be walking on the sidewalk or the street, take your hand or take your bare foot, put it to the pavement for about five to 10 seconds. If at any point you have to retract your hand, then it's definitely too hot for your dog to be walking during that time. And you'll wanna instead walk them in the early mornings and the evenings, but definitely don't walk them during that time, especially the 12 to 5 p.m. period. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.